With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Well, I know Sats, he's carrying an injury. Yes, it's Jason Matthews here um, as we look back on the week on Sports Day. With myself and Badge, Gary Belcher, the legend himself. Hey, the NRL draw came out during the week too. I hope your team's fared all right for next year. Jaleesa Apps from Channel 10 and SEN's Crunch Time uh, will be joining us. Uh, We'll cross to her uh, in the UK and we'll talk about the CBA for the players and and some special words from Latrell Mitchell about the CEO of the Bunnies. Adam Peacock, geez, he's excited about the uh, Football World Cup commencing November 21. He's in the UK as well, preparing for that. Uh, as per usual, each week, Joel and Fletch, um, some of it could be a little bit fruity. Uh, we'll catch up with those boys. And Chris Nelson, obviously, with a, a Racing Queensland preview. But let's catch up with our great mate, Jaleesa Apps in the UK here on Off the Bench. Uh, Jaleesa Apps joining us on the line from the UK, from Channel 10 and also SEN. Hello, Jaleesa. Oh, it's my favourite radio show. Oh God! I'm so excited. <laughs> did you ever it's have true. a? Did you ever? They uh, do. Yes. They bully you a little bit, Jason. Though sometimes I'm not. I'm not on board with that. Have Thank you. Spoken you. to HR. He's a big target. Well, I'm at HR. <laughs> I'm at, I'm in that office a lot, Jaleesa. I haven't actually raised that <laughs> yet. So, uh, if you can continue to fight the good fight for me, that'll be great. We're just talking about. <laughs> oh, you know the other thing we got to talk about, and Jaleesa. Jaleesa's favourite ever Indigenous player. We've yes. seen this stuff from uh, Latrell Mitchell saying today that he wants to be the. Uh, yeah, the greatest ever Indigenous player. I love that. But uh, who's yours, Jaleesa? Would you have someone you could – can you narrow it down to one? Uh, look, I think it's hard to go past probably Greg Inglis. Oh, yeah, so, he's had a lot I mean, of votes. I'm also – but I am a big fan of Latrell's as well. I know he's a divisive character in rugby league, but I love a character just in any sport. I think sometimes we just – I, I hate the way we tear people down when they get a mm. bit of character about them. So I'm a big fan of Latrell. So he's probably well on his way to being one of the great players in general. So good for him. Well, you caught up with him today. He had a few things to say. Um, this bargaining enterprise bargaining agreement or CBA with with um, the Rugby League Commission. Did he have anything to say about that? Yes, he did. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, really strong on that. He um, he actually said, I I, I can't uh, say the I think the exact quote, but I think he said to, um, that Andrew Abdo and uh, Peter Valandis need to get moving. I think he said because it's beyond a joke. Uh, um, so he was really um, any player really that you ask about that at the moment, they're being really vocal about it. They're kind of making a point about. Um, talking about that they're fed up with the negotiations dragging on he also really praised Blake Solly to me he um 
said uh, that he he actually said, I love the man, was the exact words that he said to me. Um, and he just praised that Blake's um, campaigning for the players and for the clubs and um, how much work that he's been putting in. He um, went on about that quite a bit. And that actually made me kind of think about his contract talks. Obviously, he's going to the end of 2023 with the Rabbitohs. But when he was talking about how much he loves Blake Solly, I just was thinking to myself, I can't see you at any other club. Obviously, every other club, if, you, if you're not a club chasing Latrell Mitchell at some point, you're probably not doing the job. And obviously, he's been linked to maybe the Dolphins giving him an offer too. Um, but the way that he was talking about the advocacy of Blake Solly, I just thought, wow, he really loves this club and I can't see him going anywhere else when that contract is eventually up. Oh, yeah. And, and he'll be very well rewarded as well. One of the um, the best players in the comp and the, you know, the most high profile as well. And and they do carry a, a strong voice, the, uh, the Kangaroos representatives over there. Um, it seems as though we're getting a little bit closer, Jaleesa, to um, sorting out the... Uh, the, the the CBA and, and all those other issues between the NRL and the, and the players and the players association. Has there been much talked about, you know, of about the draw, the NRL draw is actually out tomorrow. Much interest from over there. Um, look, to, to be honest over here, it probably hasn't uh, cut through as much. There's been sort of more back at home um, because they, they've got the, kind of uh, media lock-up thing where you sort of get to have a bit of a look at the draw. Over here, the issue really has been that CBA and obviously just, too, getting on with the job of winning a World Cup. They're in prime position at the moment. It's crazy to think, like, when you look at the sides on paper, but Australia's actually, because of COVID and the who's played each other and all those things, the funny thing is, like, Australia is ranked fourth in the world. Now, they're not fourth in the world. They're, they're the best team in the world. There is no doubt about that. Um, and now they've just got to win the World Cup to prove it. So that's just really their focus over here. When they're not talking about the CBA, they're just talking about getting on with the job. I tell you what, I've never seen a camp of players that um, this far into the camp are so positive and enjoying their time so much. Like it sort of normally gets to this point of the camp and everyone's even a finals campaign and everyone's sort of just getting to the end and, and wanting to get there, especially when they're away from their families, although it's, some of the families are starting to arrive now. But they're just so positive and they're just all really enjoying it and having a laugh and, yeah, they've been wonderful to deal with. Mm. Oh, I think you might have. Mm. Yeah, all righty. One, one contentious point was the kicking duties and they're so important and we know Nathan Cleary has been struggling with it. What What is the chances of Val Holmes maybe taking over or, or getting a shot? Um, well, Val, speaking to Val about that a couple of days ago, Val was really strong on the fact that he thinks that it needs to be decided before the game. So he said actually against um, Italy when Nathan was kind of struggling at the start of that game that Nathan offered, came up to him and said, do you want to do the kicking duties? And he said, no, no. And his reasoning was he just said it just rattles your confidence, someone's confidence if in the middle of the game the kicking duties get taken off them. So he said he thinks it's something that needs to be decided before the game. But um, he backed, 
He did say he loves to kick. He's like, I, I absolutely love kicking at every point that I can get, but I would never take it off Nathan. So as long as Nathan's got that confidence, uh, I think it's going to stay with Nathan. But also they've got Latrell Mitchell. They've got no shortage mm. of, of kickers. Yeah, true. The balls are a bit different over here. They are lighter. And yeah. also the run-up, like because Nathan actually has a bit of a run-up. They, it's actually really narrow where you can run up when you're on the sideline. So yeah. I don't know if maybe that's affecting them yeah. a little bit. Well, well, the point that I've seen them open the gate most times to make a conversion from the <laughs> sideline kind of indicates that those fields are tiny, though. They're, they're soccer pitches, right? So they're not really oh, – I thought they'd oh, be – they're just closer. Yeah. They're just much closer to the sideline, the fans. Are they, are they the same size pitches, though, Badge, yep. a rugby league field and a soccer field? Oh, everyone field? I played on was, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> soccer ones are, but I remember we played at Wembley no. in 1990. Everyone said, it's a bigger field, it's huge. So I got out there at the start of the game. I think it was Dale Shearer and I. We went and stepped it out and went, no, it's exactly the same as every other ground. Yeah, right. It just seems big open spaces. The one, the Samoa the – Samoa and Tonga game was slightly smaller. So the Aussies were, wasn't, but the Samoa and, and Tonga game, that that was fly, very slightly smaller field. Right, oh, there, okay. you go. there you go. You you know everything that's going on. Catch her on Channel 10 every night and, of course, during the footy season on Crunch Time on SCN. Uh, Jaleesa Apps, you keep the good fight going for me and also Sports Day. You tell everybody you know that Sports Day is your favourite show on SCN, okay? Mm. It actually is, you know. I get home from work and I put my AirPods in and I just, you guys crack me up. Where's my mate Zach? What's he doing? Gout. Yeah, he's crook. No, he's crook. He's, he's got really some, crook, actually. He's, he's not well. So he's, um, we've given him, well, he's. Uh, we've given him some time He's off. given himself a week off. Yeah. And needs it. A and, week? Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, in, he's in a bit of pain. But he's now, he's now He's back. allergic to woogie. He's, he's uh, my name's Jason. Ask Jaleesa that. Um, hey, listen, he's in, he's now backed up on endone, so he's got double trouble. All right. Oh my god! I'll leave the conversation oh there. Well, yeah. I <laughs> hope he's okay. Well, he's not clearly. Uh, Jaleesa, okay. we we love you joining us. Good luck to the Aussies. Uh, Six o'clock uh, this Saturday morning. Uh, well, it's 6.45 kickoff Australian Daylight Savings Time and 5.45 uh, for those in Queensland. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day and enjoy your time in the UK. Pleasure. Lovely to speak to you. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Uh, Monday nights, Joel and Fletch, they're back together and we're catching up with them like we do every single Monday night. How are Let's you talk. anyway, Fletch? You good? I'm going good. I'm a bit disappointed about our Aussie cricketers. Are they A grades? Well, you know, I was going to give an A grade to Woogie and he'll understand why. Because for the last, I've been back for over a week and he's been cheering against Australia every game. Mm. Woogie, Does why? that make him an A grade? <laughs> Mate, it I'm, does. No, I, like a lot of you listeners, I'm, I'm off. I'm off Australia. I'm off the Australian cricket team. So they're out of touch. How dare you do that? No, I don't, I don't care, mate. I'm 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 out of here with them. I just and I saw <laughs> and everyone saw this coming. Everyone saw this coming. Ever since, oh, I mean, I've been off them since Justin Langer got the axe. Mm. 
And yeah, mate, since Kim Hughes, you, you were dirty <laughs> on him then. Since he had a tear. Well, I don't know. Mate, and going by our text machine over the last week and, and on other shows as well, mate, a lot of people are off the Aussie cricket team. I, I got In, back from overseas and I didn't I, – I'd missed all the early – a lot early – and I didn't quite quite get it. I'm going, no, I'm just blindly following Australia. Woogie's going, no, they stink. I don't like them. What they're doing. Don't like the way they're – you know, they're going about their well, stuff. Well, what about... Pat that, Cummins in particular. Yep. I actually joined up to a Linter Energy after he made his comment. <laughs> I also got free KO, boys, so I just want to uh, chuck that in there. Hey, um, let me throw this early A grade then. Yeah. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts around Maxwell's comments? They're going, oh, no, we're not going to dwell on it and laughing and all. I mean, that's disgusting. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it's, was... that's, it's disgusting, right? Well, we were discuss- Gibbo and I were discussing it off air. We seem to think they don't look like a team. And we were, we were discussing it doesn't look like they'd go out for a beer with each other. Seems like a, mm. a team sport full of individuals. Yeah, I reckon yeah. there's a divide in Heels, the team. And I think, I think Crash Craddock both said words to the effect that there's not that electricity running through the side like the great teams have that you just know yep. they're on the verge of, of, of having a red hot go and maybe winning every game. But they just couldn't, couldn't sense it. And I, you could see that in the way they played. So here's the comments here. Um, you can't dwell on it. I think you move on pretty quickly. We've got a one-day series against England probably 24 hours later, and then we've got the big bash, and then we've got four-day cricket. Cricket never stops, so you don't get time to dwell. Maybe when you retire, you think back to it, and uh, it would have been nice to win it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, I wish we had a one. But yeah. not only that, it was the laughing in it. He was, I've, well, got I've got the audio here. I've got the audio. You want me to play it? Well, wait, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? He has got beautiful teeth that he wants to show. He got them done. He got them done in Turkey. He got them done in Turkey. Yeah. And no, he might just want you know a bit of a sponsor. Let's have a listen. All right, let's go. Uh, you can't dwell on it. I think you move on pretty quickly. I think we got a one-day series against England, probably 24 hours later, and then we got the big bash. Then we got four-day cricket. We got so this cricket never stops. So you, you don't get time to dwell. Maybe when you retire, you think back to it and oh, would have been nice to have won that, but. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> There's no point in dwelling about it. It's, it's like, oh well. Should wish we had a one. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. Wow. It, uh, yeah, that's pretty ordinary. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't take it. I, I think he cares. I just think it's stupidity, personally. Um, no, I just think. It, I think because of all cares. the money they're getting overseas yes. in the yes. IPL, I just don't think. And maybe it's they. I mean, T Twenty. It's not like the. Te, it's not like Test cricket. I know we should. I know it's for him. Yeah, well, it is. A, it is a World Cup. I, I understand that. But can I ask the listeners to maybe chime in here and ask you guys? Will yeah. that affect him possibly becoming Australia's next T Twenty captain? Oh, just just in in the manner. Taking away what he does on the field, just in the, oh, he, the I manner love the way of, he plays. Yeah, mm. yeah, but I'm, but the, in the manner of which he's handled the media. Yeah, and boys, it's so important how you present yourself in the media. There's NRL coaches at the moment who they are putting themselves under the pump because they present in those post-match conferences. In all reality, rats ass. And when it comes to fifty-fifty on public sentiment. When you present in that matter, people want you gone. I think you know who we're talking about. It, it is so important how you present to the public, in my opinion. Do you boys yeah. agree with yeah, that? Yeah, you don't have to be, you know, trained. No, it, it, you know, it, or, but you, I think it's I think it's best if you sometimes you took a bit of advice from someone. And say, hey, 
I'm thinking about saying this in the pro, in the press conference. I'm thinking, yep. and they go, no, 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 no. You're not you're not quite getting it. This is the sort of stuff you got to avoid, or you can come out with. Well, even if you don't mean it, just act like act like you do. It's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Yes, to you. that's all there's we people, want. There's people who have been average coaches who are masterful when it comes to post match conferences, and they've got long, long careers yep. out of it. And, and you do get judged by that. And and that's what coaches have got to realise. They all want to go in there and and, and be Wayne Bennett and almost, you know. Um, oh yeah. Oh, but 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 they don't have the seven premiers. They don't have those. The, the accolades behind them that Wayne does. So it just yeah. can't work. Mm. Now, let's change tack, boys. Yeah, uh, tack get, change. Get, get this into you, you two <laughs> Queenslanders. Scientists say they've discovered the ideal hangover cure. Hello. Get this into you. Apparently, and I'm going to come up with a drink. Yep. This is, this is my future out of here. Apparently, <laughs> the real choice for a sore head is a special drink made from coconut water, lime, and pear. Mm. And you've got to follow that with a meal. Oh, a small meal of cheese, tomatoes, and cucumber. Oh, wow. don't bet the yeah. cheese. Yeah, so that, that's all this, this vital research was performed by a team at the Institute of Chemical Technology in Mumbai, India, back in 2019. A team uh, led by Dr. Shraddha found a combination of food and drink gives you a good chance of lessening your hangover quickly. What it does, it gets into your, your liver oh. and perform. Yeah, so the consumption of it, coffee, no good. Hey, he Fletch, says, oh, I love sorry. the coffee. I oh, know you, sorry, you, lo- you love going overseas in Indonesia. Do you do the mm. coconut water? Yeah, I love How it. Good, the cold, cold coconut water. Yeah, it's got to be good. Can yeah, you have heaps of it or does it just get a little bit too rich for you over time? One no, day. No, just have it. Yeah, one day. Yeah. And you know what? That makes sense because Jimmy Smith's got the coconut water. Yeah. And every time I, I listen to him, yeah, I feel better. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. So coffee, uh, this is badge, but this is no good. This is no, no good badge. Good. Coffee decreases the ALDH, which is the aldehyde dehydrogenase, dehydrogenous, also known as ALDH. Yeah. So, hence, it is not advisable to consume coffee post alcohol in- intake. I'd, it, I'd give up the alcohol before I'd give up the coffee. I, I need my coffee in the morning. How many coffees do you have in a week, Virginator? I have two a day. That's all. That's hey. not a lot, is it? No, it's all right, but it's, the dairy's no good for your for your hips. Hey, we'll get <laughs> What? You what? know how you get. You know you get the muffin top. Well, I've t- I told you this story, Brian. Where um, Not you badge? Chris, Chris Hyington. You got snake hips. <laughs> Chris Hyington <laughs> presents as the most fittest person in the world, and he was trying to lose weight, and he couldn't when he was playing at the Sharks. He made one change, and that was to remove the milk from his coffee. Yeah, what happened? And it pushed him down another level. He said that yeah. was the. He tried everything, but he took the milk out of the coffee. And away he went. I do love milk. End up playing for England. That's right. (laughs) Hey, Morganator. Yes, mate. If if you wake up a little bit slim dusty and you look at the clock and there's about 29 hours left in the day, it's going to be a long day for you. What's your chosen sort of go-to meal when you're feeling a bit, how are you going? Yeah, fishing. Basically asking what do you have for breakfast yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Battered fish and chips. Straight up. That's the way to go. Yeah. Soak up that alcohol. What about the bacon and egg burger? Oh yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. And, and I find don't Reason. try this at home. Another beer, it gets you going. No, What's no, on? no, 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 no. Because look what at do you this. Mean? <laughs> Matty John's come on and said that it actually works. The no, hair it of the doesn't dog. work. Well, who are you going to believe? Yeah, Doctor Shredder <laughs> or Matthew Johns? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with Matthew. So yeah, me too. Uh, drinking more alcohol, question mark, that simply delays the issue rather than making it go away. You're just likely to feel worse the following day. Okay. I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. Of course you do. No. No, that's well, life. 
Mm. It's not life. Hey, boys, can I ask you this? You ever heard of a thing called crushing? No. No. So I was at a function on Friday and I was talking to these young kids from, they were at the function though, they play for Manly in the rugby union uh, game. Yes. Club. And they were talking to me about a gentleman who decided to contact them on Instagram mm. and said, uh, I'll pay you certain money if you stand on your mate. And they went, what the hell's going on here? So he pointed out, he said, Joel Kane, for example, yep. I want you to lie down yep. on your back and Nathan Brooks... On your you, back. You lie on your back and you stand. You, you, it's called crushing. Right. Stand and on what? These, you stand. No, no, nothing sexual. It's all on the waist from the neck to the hips. And they paid him 700 bucks. So these young but kids. But why? He just likes it. This man likes it. The, the, what they were doing, he was paying them $700 straight away and they were getting it. So now the boys, when they go out, there's 10 of them, they'll contact this bloke and go, mate, do you want any crushing? What? Yep. Well, how many and of got, them stand on one person? The more the merrier. So everyone gets... Well, he just folds his arm and just no, peruses. Then you've got to send him the video. What? Yeah, it was the weirdest no, thing I've ever seen. that's something weird. No, no, then, then this guy followed him and they realised that this guy was at North Coast and he lives in the North Coast. Right. He said, let's meet on this golf course and you can crush me. Nah. And this kid goes, yeah, it's going to be two grand. Blake said, done. What? He showed me the... I was watching the video. There's nothing sexual about it. He just likes getting crushed. So I'm wondering, you ever crushed anyone up there, boys? <laughs> no, but a new career path, I guess. Oh, I know. I was thinking, boys, why don't you get on to uh, OnlyFans and offer crushing? I- I've never heard of it, but it must be. What's there, yours there called, Woogie? There is a need for it. So is he, is he wanting to be the crusher? No. No. He's, he wants to get crushed. What, what are you he guys doing? He wants to get crushed. Why don't you do it on, in the studio and uh, put it and out put there on the TikTok. and see yeah. what happens? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to set the trap. Actually, I'd do that for 700. <laughs> so get, I lie on my back. You, get Who crushed. gets the money, the crusher or the crushee? We go halves. Joel and I are going oh, halves. No. So I'm lying. It's 350 each. But how does Explain anyone it get again. any? Where are you going to be? Okay. Oh, hang on. Okay, righto. Okay. <laughs> I lie on the ground. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Hang whoa, on. Whoa, whoa. Joel's Protest. Protest. Yeah. I've worked it out. Total tickets. Protest. Okay. Okay. Apparently, one of the major ailments for a crushing gone wrong is an elbow injury. Oh, there yes. it is. I know where you're going with mm. this. There it is. Where's Sats, boys? Hospital on morphine. What, what with? He got crushed. Sore mm. elbows. Ah, yeah. yes. Who was his favourite manly player of all time? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Crusher Cleal. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he sign with? In 1990. <laughs> this is making sense. Oh, my God. Who did he sign for in 1995? To get there. Yes. The Crushers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. there you go. First there you signing. Go. One of them. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. What's light on the fizz? Yes. So they can slam it down fast. <laughs> That's right. Solo brought out cans called Crushers. Yes. Right. Yes. Which Korean singer is his favourite so- songwriter? Crush. That's exactly right, oh, Brian. Wow. It's that's, all coming together. Yes, does. Uh, write this for you guys? Or yes, what? he does. Oh, no, I don't. So basically, he was the guy walking around, yep. touching base with these kids that play for Manly. I can't. Oh. I, can't I just can't understand. <laughs> Neither can I. I was, I was perplexed. But that, these kids, they're out like they're 24, 25. They'd go out. Yeah. Something Gibbo would do. And they'd run out of money. So they'd ring this bloke and say, hey, mate, do you want to see a crush? And they say, yep. <laughs> yeah. They say, right out. And they'd bargain. They were telling me that at one stage they had 10 of them in the toilets, 10 bikes sitting on one dude just crushing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird. Wrong. It's weird, I it know. Is. Yeah. And well, 
There, there's if something. We're all the same, though, boys. It'll be a very boring place. Yeah, true. I'm all for the crushing. Oh, I can't believe that. Hey, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Any of our listeners crushes? <laughs> and if you would like to be crushed, hey, <laughs> can I just can I change subject for a sec? <laughs> no please. way, please. I got a hold of the Bondi Times today. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Botox, boob jobs, coffee pods, laser hair removal. Pedicures and bed sheets are among some of the wild items Bondi's only fan stars are claiming on tax. Oh, oh well done, very smart. Bed sheets, bed sheets, laser oh, hair you... removal. Laser hair. Oh yeah, because you got to look yeah, your best. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Botox. Yeah, because you got to look. And, and are they getting away with this? They actually they're getting away with it because it's a part of their job. They need that to do their only fans work. Right. Well, I thought Botox we... was standard, though, on Bondi. I don't know if you can claim that, though. Can you, on a tax return? You probably can. You can't have standard Bo- lips in Bondi. Boys, <laughs> we, boys, can we ask, can I say this? We're in the radio game. What can we claim? Can we claim? Oh, everything. I mean. Talk to me. Everything. <laughs> what do you claim, Woogie? Like something for your throat? Oh, Manuka I haven't thought honey? of that. No, no. You can... Manuka honey? The, the, the key is to claim some extraordinary things, Brian, without then going too far. So instead of trying to claim 100%, you mm-hmm. might claim, say, 40 or 50% of that cost. Like what? Right. Like subscription television? Yes. Well, no, I can claim all of it. All, yeah. so oh, you work watch. on it. So yeah, you, get, yeah. you get free KO, you were saying, but you don't need it. No, well, need I can't claim for, that this for year. research. Yeah. Magazines, all that Which sort ones? of stuff. What's one of magazines? Uh, doesn't, you, they, don't, they don't look at the title, mate. That's all. Cleo's crusher of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's heaps. There's heaps. The Send us your list, Woogie, please. Uh, plenty Except of A grades. Uh, we have got to uh, get going, boys. Uh, great to chat. Great to chat on this Monday. See ya. Likewise. We'd love to hear your best moments between the Aussies and the Kiwis in rugby league tests. Doesn't have to be World Cup. Can be any sort of test match. Uh, Badge, you've got a you've got a ripper or a couple of rippers here. Well, I just remember some things that happened apart from you know. Scoring tries and winning tests and whatever else. Some big moments that stick out for me. Now, you know Dean Lonergan? Yep. He is the promoter for uh, many, many great uh, boxers. Puts on a lot of the fights. He's a Kiwi. Uh, Cowboy Lonergan. He came and played at the Raiders. Fantastic guy. Funny guy. Uh, gives himself different nicknames. He'd tell the press <laughs> he was a, a crop duster pilot and... <laughs> Next thing you know, he's a you know he's a, a sheep farmer, and we said, "What's all this about?" He said, "No, you have got to sound exotic so they remember you." Um, he played in the not this nineteen ninety one test. He was only on it was only about a minute into the game, and he copped a uh, a hit from Steve Roach. So he then saw a, a chance to try to line him up for a big tackle. Got his head in the wrong spot and got knocked out, and it was it was very messy. Have a listen. Plenty of power in this Kiwi pack, and one of their players is down injured already as we see the first break of the evening. Walters with a dash from dummy half. There's trouble here, John Harker. Yeah, there certainly is. One of the Kiwis going into that uh, tackle has been uh, badly knocked down. He looks to be in a lot of trouble. We'll go sideline with John Brady. John Lonigan got hit late in that tackle. We're not sure just how it happened, but he's not in a good way at all. He was just lying on the, the ground there convulsing a short time ago. They're very concerned about him. They've rushed straight out there. He still has hardly moved an inch. Yeah, so convulsing on the ground. It was oh. very, very ugly. And he went off. Yeah. He was back on 10 minutes later and no. played out the game, and the Kiwis won 24 to 8. It was a different game, I can tell you back then. Yeah. Uh, if, if he'd woken up and said, I've I, I got to stay off, you know, he would have... 
you just didn't do it. And it was um, uh, very fortunately now that doesn't happen anymore. They just don't let you go back on. How's the commentary? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Paddy Welsh, our yes, colleague. Paddy was there, yeah. And Channel 7. Um, now, how about this in 1989, a couple of years before that? We went over and played against uh, New Zealand in New Zealand, three tests mid-season, which was very unusual because we missed a couple of club games, all the uh, all the Aussies, and as did the Kiwis. Brent Brent Todd was part of that, uh, a Raiders teammate. But this uh, this little grub, Brendan Tudor, he was in the back row. He was a pest. He was a thug. He just was high-shotting everyone, trying to put us off our game. I remember he got fatty a beauty. Anyone who was coming down in a tackle, he'd just come in as third or fourth man and the swing an arm and get him across uh, get him across the but chin. But you could in that day, in those Well, in he, got away, he got away with more than I'd seen. Yeah, you know, right. A lot of players. It, it was in 89. This wasn't 82, 83, Les Boyd in that era. This was later on. The game was starting to get cleaned up. But at international level, it seemed, maybe a bit like Origin, you could get away with a, a little bit more. Um, have a listen to this. He puts a late high shot on the King. And Australia coming up with the football, only 15 metres out from the New Zealand line. A great chance for them. This is Lewis now, and Lewis is only about... Oh, they're throwing punches in there on that tackle on Lewis. Tudor was one of them. Todd is getting in for his shot. They come in from all over the, uh, all over the ground now to become involved. New Zealand coughed it up. Then the ball went away to the Australian captain, Lewis. Watch number 13, Tudor. He's been throwing some high stuff. All day, he goes in on Lewis late, bingo! He gets a shot on him, and uh, Lewis then has had just about enough. He decides to retaliate. <laughs> yeah, then the king got booed, because we were in New Zealand, and yeah, uh, right. yeah, as I said, he was a grub, that Brendan Tudor, and he deserved everything he got. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Now we're going to Adam Peacock, who's uh, in the UK at the moment. I reckon he's over there, Badge, uh, for the Rugby League World Cup. He loves his Rugby League. The soccer's... Maybe he's just there for the kippers. Well, the soccer's not on. They're on a break now with the, with the Champions League and the EPL, aren't they, Adam? Welcome to Sports Day. They're on a break from what? Hello, boys. Well, we're getting ready for some big soccer tournament happening commencing November 21, aren't we? The World Cup in Australia named their team today or their squad. Yeah, like a, a World Cup that involves the whole world. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> um, sorry, I couldn't help it. No, biggest, biggest sporting event in the world. So, um, yeah, the soccer is named a 26-man squad and there were a few surprises in it. But, yeah, there's, there's still games this week. It's... Um, they're not allowed to play any game club games until, uh, sorry, after uh, November 13, when all the players who are going to the World Cup need to be released and get to Qatar. What are your thoughts, Adam? Um, it's Badge, and, and thanks for joining us, mate. What are your thoughts on the the squad? Uh, did they get it right? Yeah, all good, Badge. Um, I, they got it right. I don't know. Like we'll, we'll know. In are there any notable omissions there? Do you think? Do you think should have? Yeah, should have made it. There are, yeah. There's some big, there's some big calls being made with some players with um, national team reputations that are, are far greater than those who have been chosen, uh, namely Trent Sainsbury, who's actually um, Graham Arnold's son-in-law, so <laughs> no nepotism Jeez. at play. Um, also, Tommy Rogic, uh, I thought he'd be picked, um, but he's been left out. Well, Adam, just uh, on Adam that, Taggart, just on that, we've got a text yeah. here from Tiger Vickers. Uh, 
Was he overlooked due to his recent withdrawal or lack of playing time? Um, he personally believes he's our best player and needed to be selected. I'm, I'm with Tiger. I think he, he brings something totally different to the rest of the squad, but that's by the by, yeah. I, um, Graham Arnold spoke at a press conference at length uh, a couple of hours ago and said, no, it was all to do with form and, and a lack of playing time at West Brom. He's playing in the second division over in England. He's, he's not starting games. He's, he's coming off the bench for a couple of minutes at the end of games. And, um, yeah, it's nothing to do with his late withdrawal from the June qualifiers. But um, I think, in retrospect, Tom, he, he withdrew from that. And that was fair enough. But he, he took too long to find a new club. And it wasn't until, like, September that he he finally got in the joint. So it was, it was a bit weird after nine years of stability at Celtic that he took so long. And in the end, I think it's cost him. What about some of these uh, young stars coming through? Good balance in the side, isn't there, when you get got uh, Garan Quall and Alan Mabel. Um, so we've got... It seems to be a pretty good balance of, of experience and youth. Yeah, there's there's eight outfield players who have played less than five games for Australia. So that that's where the the, the big story is. It's it's a bit of risk from Graham Arnold, who who said this morning or this morning my time, um, the Sabo your time, that he um, he he wanted to take a few risks, and he's certainly done that with these players that are basically untested against the calibre of opposition they're going to meet. Okay, they've played in the Olympics, nine of them, um, and they, they did really well there. They beat Argentina at the Tokyo Olympics and, and fell a bit short in the other games. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a big, big call to, to throw these guys in. I, I think against France in the first game, he'll go with the more experienced players. But these, these younger players are going to play a role off the bench because there's five subs at this World Cup as opposed to the regular three. Um is the hype to be believed about Green Qual? That's all the talk has been this week here in Australia. There is a lot of hype, and it is based on the fact that he has signed a contract with Newcastle United, even though he probably won't play there for a couple of seasons. He'll go out on loan at various places. But the thing with Garang is that you could say that the hype is unjustified, but every every kind of hurdle that's been put in his place and they're not the biggest hurdles he's going to need to jump over in his career he's, he's cleared them quite easily so mm. you can't at the moment put a ceiling on what he's capable of now he's now thrown into the biggest arena in, in football and the, the hardest place to try to make a name for yourself uh, in a World Cup and he, he's going to get minutes off the bench so I, I won't discount the fact that he is capable of producing anything he's, he's just one of these players that kind of he's just there and, and things happen when he's around it's just weird so yeah it's uh, it'll be fascinating to see how he goes at against the, france denmark and tunisia at, at 19 years of age will he get a start I, he's actually 18 he just turned 18 oh, is he, he could wow. be the youngest yeah, yeah he could be the youngest player at the world cup um depending on yeah, he's, he's certainly going to be one of the youngest like daniel arzani was the youngest player at the last world cup um, out of any of the nations, and he was just 18. But I, I don't think he'll start a game. He, he's yet to start a professional game. Yet. He's come off the bench in every game he's played for the Mariners. He's only played a handful. It's, it's an extraordinary call, but mm. you, you can't say it's it's not without justification. Well, you know, they, they have to pull something special out, don't they, to 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 get through this, this tough group. France, of course, one of the yeah. world powers, What's your level of confidence of us maybe beating, uh, having a win there, say, against Tunisia? 
Uh, yeah, it's a lot higher than it is against France. <laughs> that, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's the game. Look, the, the France game will be... They won't go in with the, the notion of damage limitation is the main thing, but it would be desirable that we don't get pumped. Otherwise, it kind of, regardless of what happens against Tunisia, makes it really hard. Look, if it's a close loss or even a draw against France, capable of getting something out of the game, the Tunisia game's the one. If if we don't win that, I, I can't see a way how we get out of the group. So that that's the big, big game. Mm. Um, so it's going to be squad management. The, the games have one day less in between the, the, the usual games that you get at a World Cup because of the fact that it's a mid-season and they're trying to get it and, um, over and done with a little bit quicker. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a strange World Cup. So there's going to be some weird results and hopefully we can provide a few of them. Yeah, hope so. Uh, has been a bit of talk today about uh, one of the keepers. Well, they've picked three keepers, uh, but Mitch Langerak missing out. Is that a shock yeah. in your eyes? Well, it's a, it's a Queensland has been ripped off bad, so I'm, I'm surprised it's Again. not huge news up there in yeah. your part of the world. No, we're used to it, mate. We're used to it. <laughs> it's, oh, um, it's... It, on the face of it, it doesn't make much sense. Uh, it's Mitch has been playing in Japan for the last five years. The J League in Japan is the best league in Asia. He's been one of the best goalkeepers uh, in that league. He was his team's MVP this season, the team that had the best defence in the J-League in Nagoya. And he's been left out for Danny Bukovic, who is 37 years of age and plays at the Central Coast Mariners. Now, there's there's a backstory here. Langerak um, has done things his own way, whereas uh, Bukovic, Matty Ryan and Andrew Redmayne, who have been selected, and good on them, they've, um, they've worked with John Crawley, the Socceroos goalkeeper coach, for a very long time. Now, John has a distinct way of looking at what good goalkeeping is a little different to the norm and he trains his keepers accordingly. So, yeah, JC's chosen three keepers that he's very comfortable with and, and Mitch didn't fit into those plans, which is awfully harsh on him because on his on what he's doing at club level now, he totally deserves to be going to a World Cup. Rightio, Adam Peacock. Uh, we're gonna, are you on holidays, mate, or are you actually over there working and are you going to the World Cup? Can I say all of the above? Oh, good on you. <laughs> um, yeah, working holiday. I'm, uh, tonight, myself and my son, who just finished his HSC, we're going to our 10th game in 13 days, travelling <laughs> through the UK. Um, but have been doing a little bit of work, and yes, going to the World Cup, so excited about it. We can normally catch uh, Adam Peacock Saturday mornings with Nick Davis yep. on the uh, the Mowers Club, but I don't know if that's happening at the moment. But also write some very, very, very good articles no. for Code Sports as well. Uh, Adam, thanks for your time uh, this morning, UK time, and hopefully we can catch up with you during the World Cup. And and I had an argument with Jack, our producer, who knows a little bit about football. I reckon Australia are half yeah. a chance of at least getting a draw in that opening game against France because France starts slow, don't they? I'm not going to talk you out of it, Jase. I'm not going to talk you out of it. But, yeah, that, that's the best time to get a team like France because that, they won't be at their top. They want to be at the top at the end of the tournament and they're going to have a short lead-in like everyone else. So, look, they've, they've got a, an unbelievable squad that they'll name. But, yeah, um, they weren't that impressive in the first game in, in 2018 in Russia. They got away with it in some respects. So, yeah, hopefully we can take it to them again. All right, mate, you go and enjoy the football with your son. What a special moment for, for both of you. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks. There you go, Adam Peacock. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. 
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Chris Nelson uh, joining us now for a Racing Queensland update. Where's Queensland jingle? Jingle is your place. No. Oh, you want his jingle? Hang Come on. on. Here. I forgot about that. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Oh, Queensland is your place to race this year. Sorry, Nelson. I forgot you had your Thanks. own little jingle. Thanks, Badge. Now, if I hadn't heard that, I wouldn't have come on. I would have refused. So thank you for that. I told you he's difficult to deal with, didn't I, Badge? <laughs> Rightio, uh, any news from the week we should uh, re- uh, go over again or should we just no. get stuck into what's happening this weekend in southeast Queensland? We like to look forward, Jace, when we're, okay. uh, we're tipping and looking yeah. for winners and things. So yes. we look forward. We don't look back, you know that, unless we've had a big win, then we tell everyone about <laughs> it. But no, we're looking forward and we're into a, a big weekend of racing uh, in southeast Queensland and beyond, of course. And Doombin on Saturday, the first listed race of the Winter Carnival, the Keith Noud. Uh, for the sprinters, over 1,200 metres. We race at the Gold Coast, we race at Toowoomba, and we race at Emerald. They are the tab meetings. There's uh, other meetings around too that are non-tab. We run the Julia Creek Cup and the Mount Perry Cup on Saturday as well. And no Sunshine Coast meeting on Sunday because we're racing at Cairns and protecting the track for that big day next Saturday. The main meeting is at the Sunshine Coast. Beauty. Are we still in the Winter Carnival? No, it's summer carnival. Oh, okay. Did I say summer or winter? Sorry, winter. I meant to I say summer. You, I knew no, what you meant. No, 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 yeah, I wasn't so, even yeah. listening. Yeah, oh. the first listed race of the summer carnival. And, summer carnival. And, you know, there's such a, a hot, um, uh, all, all these hot fields and going through the summer carnival, a, right through the magic millions. It's, do you yeah, mean massive. to say hot field in summer? Do you? Is that? No, it wasn't meant to be. Oh, that's very good, Gary. Smoke it. No. Um, what do you got for us, mate? So are you, are you going to give us something the sunny coast or are we starting with Doombin? Uh, we'll start at Doombin, but I might throw into the one at the sunny coast uh, before I finish off. I, bet, I know you'll be on Garibaldi. You just love Garibaldi in the <laughs> Keith now, it. don't you? I don't think I'd be labelling him as a, a bet that I'd suggest punters hook right into, but I do think he'll run well, but you'd want to back him each way. So it's He's the sort of horse where his level is that listed grade. He's not really a group horse, so he finds a perfect race. He's had a trial, and he does map well on the uh, – well, he finds a good barrier, so he'll end up nice and close in the run. So I think he will win, but I've been burnt before, so I'm not going to make him the best of the day. I'm going with race five, number five, driver deal for a Rob Heathcote. This, horse, uh, this mare is absolutely flying. She's won three straight. She's had a little bit of a freshen up, three weeks off. But she, uh, she gets a lovely run again from that barrier, and I think she'll be winning again. So she's the standout to me. Race five, number five, Driver Deal. Garibaldi will run well. Race seven, number five, Manazzi will run well. No luck at all last start. Was climbing over their backs. Couldn't get a crack at them. And one to keep an eye on, guys. Race one, number two. Uh, not many numbers in the two-year-old race this week. Uh, where have the Mashanis all gone? I don't know. But we've yeah. got number two. Yeah, yeah number two, abounding. A First starter, Rob Heathcote. Look really good at the trials. It'll probably be odds on. I'd say definitely be odds on. Yeah. But just one to keep an eye on because it looked pretty good, Badge. Yeah, what's the go with all of those in, in the first race? Is that, is that the two-year-olds and the Mishanis have just been thousands We've of this, them. haven't we? Uh, well, but Badge was on holidays, yeah, but you tell him. He was. Uh, yeah, they're all owned by uh, Mike Crooks, who owns Barrier Reef Pools. Uh, he runs the Mishanis. He uh, breeds them and, and runs them, and they're all trained by Les Ross. But if you look at race, I think it's race one at the Gold Coast on Saturday, <laughs> they've all gone there. All the Mishanis are in there. <laughs> so they're sharing the, the love Good around for a, a weekend bit. away. That's right. <laughs> Rightio. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.